You got something better to do? Is it is it because it's not in August anymore? Welcome to Geeks Without God with Nick Glover, Tim Wick, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week, our guest is Joseph Scrimshaw. He's back, fresh from Star Wars Celebration in London, and we're going to talk about the state of Star Wars. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Hi, welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Nick Glover. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Molly Glover. And Tim Wick. Wick Tim, I am. And I was going to do the lightsaber sound, and then you stole it, so I was I was baffled. I, I'm apologizing. Sorry. And our guest this week is comedian, writer, podcaster, and friend of the show, Joseph Scrimshaw. Hi, oh, I'm very happy to be there. Uh, hello there and all those things. Uh, Molly, I've never heard a lightsaber sound effect as done by Peter Frampton. That was amazing. <laughs> I'm really bad at Star Wars noises. I, uh, this is my Chewbacca. <laughs> that was pretty good. Not, not, not the worst I've heard. <laughs> that okay, was, that getting, getting worse. Good. Getting that, worse. Yeah. Um, uh, Joseph, you were recently at Star Wars Celebration, the big Star Wars convention they do every few years in London. And yeah, uh, it was great. Yeah, we uh, Molly and I went uh, twenty nineteen to Chicago, um, and we just want to catch up with you on the state of Star Wars and yeah. talk about what some of the things you saw that they announced and and what we all have to look forward to. Um, Seems like every year is the biggest year for Star Wars yet. Ever yeah. since, like, whenever The Force Awakens started, like, ever since yeah. this new era began, it just seems like every year there's somehow more Star Wars happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it, that was in some ways, like, the most interesting tension of, you know, the first day in the morning, they always do the, the biggest panel, the Lucasfilm panel. And a lot of the stuff that they had already announced, we there were pretty good guesses of, oh, we'll see a trailer for Acolyte. That's announced. We'll see a trailer for Ahsoka, but that's coming out soon. And this big question hanging over it of whether they'll talk about the movies mm-hmm. added this really, really great uh, tension uh, to the whole event. And that's was, you know, the big deal of that panel. <laughs> yeah. Exciting stuff. We um, I know that before Celebration and in the last few years, they've announced a, a bunch of Star Wars projects that we kind of haven't heard anything about. And it seemed like they were kind of <laughs> silent about even uh, at celebration this year, they, they did announce some new stuff, but like we didn't, we didn't hear much about um, uh, like the Taika Waititi movie or the Knights of the old Republic movie they talked about or Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Um, I think they, they told the stranger things guy, he could do a star Wars movie and he the just Duffy had brothers. Yeah. He hadn't, Duffer brothers. uh, hadn't got around to it yet. Um, I, I, did you see anything about any of that stuff while you were there? Well, I'm I, so because of the, the star Wars podcast, I do, uh, the four center with my friends, uh, Ken Napsok and Jennifer Landa, we're kind of hawkish about what is actually announced versus what is reported in a, uh, long-standing entertainment trade paper mm-hmm. versus what something uh, uh, one rumor site said or like a Reddit thread said and then got reposted until people believed it. Sure. So 
the mix <laughs> the the mix of projects that are that I expected to hear anything about. Knights of Old Republic, that's a rumor. Nothing's okay, ever. Strict, purely, oh, purely no, rumor. There's, okay. there's nothing real that has ever been said or or attached to that. Taika Waititi didn't expect anything because Kathleen Kennedy, you know, producer, gave an update of like, yeah, he's working on the script. We'll, we'll yeah. let you know when there's <laughs> anything to be uh, known about that one. He's working on uh, another little passion ha- project, you know? Yeah, yeah. Guy's a busy guy. He's he's winning some Academy Awards. Don't uh, worry about there, it. Here and there, you know. Fine. <laughs> it's yeah. critical acclaim um, when you can be yeah, creating in a galaxy a long, long ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, I sure um, don't. Yeah. So yeah, and then and then the the biggest thing that they had announced announced was the Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron, and that had already been officially pulled, not happening. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a blank slate going into the panel of. In terms of movies, of we told you we're not doing Rogue Squadron. Yeah, everything else is in a total development phase. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. Kind of standard Hollywood stuff, which left it kind of open. Of like, are you going to say anything about the movies? Which is why it was really exciting that they actually did. Yeah, tell us what they said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was a great theater. It was great theater because like it, it was it it started late. It went long. It was supposed to be two hours. We're at about like two hours and twenty minutes in, <laughs> and you get the sense that it's wrapping up. And they uh, did a, a great thing of like, um, let's celebrate Neil Scanlon, the creature and animatronic effects guy who makes all the the cool creatures and monsters. And they pulled out a curtain and he was there. And then a bunch of creatures were there live. And like on one hand, you're like, cool, awesome Star Wars creatures. Is this how the panel is ending? (laughs) (laughs) Neil Scanlon going to be the kind of sad, wet fart that is that (laughs) instead of the fireworks and i felt so bad because he's great and they're great but everybody's like movies yeah uh so, and in retrospect i think they did that in in on purpose because like the people around me were like tense so like this can't be the end uh <laughs> so there's a great a great theater to it kathleen kennedy that uh, had been on stage the whole time uh but stepped forward and said hey and i suppose everybody wants to know about movies <laughs> uh and talked about really wanting to explore the timeline and then, like, very theatrically announced the three directors, and then each director spoke just a little bit about their film and did a really good job of being uh, very owning their movie and mm. saying, this is my vision and this is why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. That's great. It was um, the the Ray, you know, reforming Jedi Order one, which is uh, Charmin uh, Obad-Jinoy, who directed Miss mm-hmm. Marvel. Mm-hmm. That's super exciting. I, I think... A lot of people are excited to see more Ray in from a new director and and see how that continues. That's neat. That's going forward further than anything in the timeline, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, no, and that that one, yeah, that one was the most exciting. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but please go ahead. Uh, and then I uh, the um, James uh, Mangold doing a like the first Jedi movie, like oh. thousands of years before anything. It's it's not the first Jedi movie. That's no, sorry, never mind. Oh, oh boy. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, Tim. Uh, so kind of going like the total opposite end of the of the timeline. Yeah. I think that's awesome. And then 
Dave Filoni is just going to do whatever the fuck he wants and everyone's <laughs> going to love it. <laughs> I will say I'm, I'm interested to see, because I mean, it, when they say the first Jedi, they don't mean the first force sensitive and they don't mean right. the first force user. I mean, that's the first, that's the person who founded the Jedi religion, right? And so I'm kind mm-hmm. of interested because people who find, found religions are usually pretty fucking crazy. So like, I'm kind of excited <laughs> to see how this happens, someone being like, so this mystical force that moves through everything and we all know about it, everyone knows, but hold on, there's rules. <laughs> like, what if I said no girlfriends? What if I said, uh, keep your cool guys, like play it real chill all the time. Like, and everyone's like, you know what, this guy, I like it, I like it, yeah, yeah, I will uh, give you my children. <laughs> I hope that is the title, Dawn of the Jedi. Cool. Keep cool. Be cool, real everybody. Cool. Uh, Musical yeah, numbers. Mangold, uh, yeah, he talked about how, like, he he was, you know, obviously had a great relationship with Lucasfilm from the uh, Indiana Jones mm-hmm. film that he's working on there. Um, and, like, he just had an idea, and it really popped into his head, and it made sense as a biblical epic, as a, a sort of a, a Ten Commandments kind of thing. Yeah. So I think it is going to be dealing with that idea of, like, there are people who tap into this Force thing, but uh, he also said about it, you know, it's a time of crisis. So I think it's really going to try to come from that perspective of a bunch of people who are like, we can move shit with our minds. Should we maybe help people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just deliver fruit to our girlfriend. Yeah. Which, which way do we yeah. want to go? And then there's going to be like, we go? there's going to be like two people who are like, Mm-mm, I don't think so. Why do the two of us go do something else? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's, the, the whole theme of the movie exactly. is going to come down to some like with great power comes great responsibility yeah, yeah, type of yeah. a, a deal. I mean, I, I, I admit I'm super excited about anything to do with Ray. Cause I, I think mm-hmm. Ray's great. I also, um, you know, in going to galaxy's edge, uh, at, at Disney world, it's like the thing that I love is there are a lot of little girls there that are dressed up like Ray mm-hmm. and that is fantastic. And that's yes. a character that, that a lot of kids, especially young women connect to, and I think that it's great that they're making a movie that 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 expands her mythology and her character and brings her back um, for the for the the number of, of young girls, young women especially, who are super into that character. I, I I've seen you know most of the places I hang out online, people are pretty positive about Star Wars stuff. I try not to hang out in places where people are I don't know dicks about it, but I have <laughs> seen some people who who are saying like you know. I didn't really like some of the new trilogy or I I didn't really like, you know, the last film. I'm really excited to see Ray get another chance at like, I feel like I didn't like that movie and they did her dirty. Like, I feel, I kind of feel that way about the last, about the last movie. Yeah. And so I, I like that even the people that didn't necessarily like it are looking forward to it as a, as a, you know, give this great character another shot for a movie that they might like this time. I like to, I should say, I like the movie. I just don't love what they did with Ray because I loved when she was nobody and I loved that she was gonna just be nobody. And that was so good. I loved it so much. And then for it to be like, just kidding, you're literally the most important person in the whole history of everything. <laughs> was like, oh, okay. Um, one thing, Tim, I will tell you, when uh, Nick and I went to uh, Galaxy's Edge, one of my favorite things to do was point at 
at like six to seven year old girls dressed as Ray and go, that's how old she was when her parents left her on butt too. <laughs> and just be like, that's how, like just picture that. That's who was left alone to fend for like, herself in the child desert. Surviving. That child Like it's just, it really brings it home when yeah. you see like a little kid dressed like her and it's like, oh God, that's so little. That's why like, she's yeah. real good at fighting and values connect and family. Yeah, kind of right? makes sense of her yeah. loyalty the, to anybody the, who will give her food. <laughs> <laughs> the um, yeah, so, so they ended really with with uh, Charmino Bed Chinoy, mm-hmm. and she she made such great theater out of it. And I am sort of uh, I'm that's by far the thing I'm most excited about. It, partially because uh, Charmaine Obed Chinoy, you know, her credits for narrative stuff is a couple episodes of Miss Marvel. Uh, but she's a documentary filmmaker with Academy Awards, which. Yeah. Uh, you know, knowing and loving our nerd culture, sometimes we obsess on on our nerd view. <laughs> and like, I want to make sure that people who just hear Ms. Marvel, a couple episodes of Ms. Marvel, like Academy Award winning <laughs> documentary filmmaker who makes films about women being oppressed. Yeah, that's who's making a Ray movie. That's um, exciting. She, she did. A, yeah, she did such a great job of of, uh, of the theater of it, uh, of specifically saying like, Hey, I've dealt with people in the real world who are actively being oppressed and have every reason to give up mm-hmm. and they find a way to uh, survive and to thrive and to help others. And that's what Star Wars is about to me. So she really set it up as a pro Jedi movie <laughs> about this is these are about people who fight oppression. There's someone out in the galaxy who doesn't want the Jedi to continue. But there's this Jedi Master who's teaching kids. Mm-hmm. Does anybody want to meet the Jedi Master? She says on stage. Oh, and everybody's God. like, yeah. Uh, She's like, ah, that wasn't really loud enough. Are you sure uh-huh. you want to meet the <laughs> Jedi Master? And, you know, obviously everybody's thinking, like, it's got to be. It's, it should be Ray. Like, yeah, you don't want yeah. it to just suddenly be like, this random alien. <laughs> <laughs> and then Daisy really walks out. And nice. it was really, really great. Just the the huge wave of applause and screaming and. That's celebration. Uh, when, yeah. when we were there, it was uh, they showed the rise of Skywalker. Uh, that was the first look at that, and with Palpatine's voice, and then and then they brought him out, and everyone was just like, like I have, like there was a guy next to us that I didn't know who who basically just like started to shake, like he was just so <laughs> excited, and he was just like, oh oh god, this <laughs> is so great, like, yeah, celebration is one hundred percent the vibe. It is it is so cool. When when we were there for that that particular trailer in the in the theater for that. Um, there was a moment where they're bringing out, you know, the cast to, to talk about stuff. And, uh, they brought out, uh, Kelly Marie Tran and the audience was right. Yeah. Was what? so nice <laughs> and like generous with their, their love for her. And like, she had just gone through a real bad social media experience oh, yeah, around right that time, mm-hmm. that. Yeah. right on the heels of that. People were like buying her action figure and like ruining it and just, just being really terrible. And like, her face lit up. It just seemed like such a great moment where it was like, I hope, you know, someone that gets to enjoy that, that um, enthusiasm and not the bad side of it. It's like um, not all Star Wars fans are Twitter. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like Ahmed Best had a similar thing. Yeah. He says like, I love coming here because you get to see people who actually love Star Wars instead of people who want to spend their time tearing it down for clicks. And it's just like, yep. uh, I mean, if anyone gets it, Ahmed Best gets it. Right. right? Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, and that's been such a great story too, because because uh, Favreau talked about 
uh, there are obviously many reasons that they picked Ahmed Best uh, to, to appear in yeah. The Mandalorian. But one of the seeds was Favreau himself witnessing at uh, that celebration in, in Chicago the fans giving Ahmed Best a standing ovation mm-hmm. uh, at the mm-hmm. the look back to episode one panel. Yeah. And feeling that love and, and feeling like filing all that away to be like, we should do something with that. Uh, if I'm so we can. glad to hear that. That's great. They talk, they, um, there was some Disney Plus show update news. Do you want to talk about yeah. some of what they, they showed off there uh, in that vein? Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, I think the, the for me, the, the most intriguing thing that has not been released to the public yet that they showed at uh, at Celebration was the, the trailer for the show Acolyte. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they announced this show a long time ago. Um, it's uh, Leslie Headland, um, who w- was one of the co-writers for uh, Russian Doll. Um, and any time she speaks about Star Wars, it's oof, uh, she's she's such an like all in fan, and she's in this kind of uh, pocket of like I read the Legends books, nice, <laughs> uh, and grew up on this special edition. Uh, real open minded about what Star Wars is. Um, they showed the trailer. It is it's from the dark side. Uh, perspective up mm. to a point. It's characters struggling with uh, the Jedi. It's um, really uh, uh, fascinating from that dark side. I'm trying to remember. She had a very specific turn of uh, of phrase describing how she pitched it. But anyway, uh, the trailer uh, made it very clear that she is interested in the action of it, too. Mm. So uh, Carrie Ann Moss is in it, and mm. the beginning of the trailer is just kind of Carrie Ann, Carrie Ann Moss being like, Full Matrix meets Star Wars. Ah, uh, yes. It's wall-to-wall Jedi lightsabers uh, fights philosophy. It looks really amazing. I think the, what I had heard originally about it before any, any of this was like action mystery thriller was kind of like a vibe that someone threw out. Um, that all sounds super interesting to me. I really like I really like the the stuff that I mean I don't know I like the stuff that addresses the dark side and and its temptations and how it's not just people who are like I want all the power you know sometimes it's something subtle you know as as subtle as you know just like I I uh, maybe my master is kind of a dick. And I feel like, you know, I feel like he doesn't understand me. And I don't feel, you know, maybe maybe there's something to be said about, you know, these people who are saying the Jedi Order aren't great. You know, and so I really, yeah, I like the idea of someone struggling because I think I, too, would have struggled, you know, with a lot of the a lot of the rules that seem to be a little they don't seem to have a lot of sense. You know, it's just like, but why? Why no attachments? Like, why, though? You know, and just, well, Jedi, don't ask questions. Go sit over there. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about it. Yeah. That's- yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited for that. I'm excited for you know Dawn of the Jedi and the New Jedi Order. It'll be years before they all come out, but I yeah. think that there's going to be like a wider and healthier perspective of like the core ideas of the Jedi all make sense to me. And the the prequels were dealing with a time where the Jedi, like you're saying, Molly, were being way too rigid about mm-hmm. okay, it's, it's a it's a understandable fear of we want you to commit to being totally selfless. We want you to run around the galaxy and help other people and always put other people first. That's what you're committing to. If you have someone in your life, you are and you cannot abide anything happening to them. Mm-hmm. You are at risk of doing not great things to yep. protect them, making bad choices. You can be great, but obviously, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but obviously that needs discussion, right? Yes. And and especially like a, for a young person, explaining and questions. 
And that that felt exactly that like felt like what the acolyte was dealing with, like mm-hmm. that there was a okay. there's a Padawan who has left their master because they're not getting the answers they need and they don't understand why the Jedi get to decide who's using this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be sort of sympathetic to why people would take the first bad steps yeah. <laughs> into the dark side Jedi- without, you know, being like the dark side's cool. You know, I thought I read. Did I read that Manny Jacinto from The Good Place is in that? Is that? Yeah. Yeah? I thought yes. so. Yeah. 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 That, oh, that could be okay. Yeah. He, I'm, I'm excited. And I thought, yeah, that's, that's, I, I remember hearing something about that on Twitter. That's great. That's, um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm playing a Jedi Survivor right now, the Fallen Order mm. sequel. And there is, there is a, you are a, a survivor of Order 66, uh, Cal Kestis, um, having a lot of fun with the game, but they're, they're, because it's so it's such a long form storytelling, they get to like kind of dive into some of the details of that. And you do encounter someone in the game that's hostile towards you. Who's basically like, fuck the Jedi. You guys are a bunch of like war criminals. You showed up on our planet with an army of clones (laughs) and like laser swords. Like, how are you the good guys here? Like you, you weren't welcome. We didn't ask you to show up. You showed up to defend the Republic. I'm not the Republic. Like it's, uh, it was an interesting take. I, I, I like seeing that nuance. I was just going to say, I love nuance in star Wars because it seems so black and white. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, and I, I, I I know I'm very all, all in uh, on star Wars, but like, I feel like those ideas are in a lot of Star Wars. They're just not always drawn out as much as is. I think they sometimes need to be. Um, the 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 Clone Wars animated series has this. It, it's not really explicit. It's not pointed out. But if you watch it closely, the first at the beginning, they're like, "We don't really want to be in this war, but we'll." But the Separatists are attacking these planets and they need our help, so we'll defend these little villages and mm-hmm. we'll stop the bad guys from attacking hospitals and. Then they kind of get worn down, and then by like the fourth season, they're like, "Yeah, we just we just invaded this planet because it's tactically necessary yeah, to yeah. to win the war." And and to me, it's this great philosophical question of when does uh, defense slip into offense? Yes, mm-hmm. and these 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 great questions that are there in Star Wars, but do need I think need to be pulled out and highlighted like it is in this video game. It's really great. Yeah, did. Did they talk at all about, did you hear anything about Skeleton Crew, which is, I think that's this year yet, or or maybe early next yes. year. I'm excited they for that. They have not, yeah, yeah, they haven't, uh, they didn't give a date to it for Ahsoka. They said August, mm-hmm. um, uh, Acolyte is 2024, Skeleton Crew is, looks like it's probably 2023, but uh, who knows, maybe they'll they'll push it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we did, we saw a trailer for it. Ooh. Um all of the publicity is always funny because it's just a bunch of children in Jude Law. <laughs> uh, they don't even have any promo photos they've released publicly. So there's like a roundup of here's here's a bunch of great things coming in Star Wars. And it was a picture of Grogu, Ahsoka, and, th- and then it was just Jude Law. Just actual Jude Law. Like, <laughs> a character. Just, uh, just like yeah, in, in they his regular it. clothes. He's wearing jeans. Like he's, just, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a little cap on. Yeah. Um, Smoking yeah. a cigarette. <laughs> They introduced the the uh, child actors, which I think was great to kind of in a controlled safe yeah, way to yeah, be like, right? here's the child actors. Uh, everybody be respectful and, you know, no weird paparazzi lines. Um, and they did. They showed a trailer. And when they they've described it before of it's sort of the, a, a Amblin entertainment from the 80s take on Star Wars. Hmm. And they're not kidding. 
There's oh, some like straight up. Uh, that looks like a shot from ET, but in space. Um, mm. So, so it it's, is, it's the it Goonies is, with laser swords. Absolutely, yeah. Yes. I'm in. It's the I'm Goonies in. with Jude Law. Yeah. <laughs> Sold. I. Uh, yeah. It's funny because I was thinking it would be fun to see a like a like a Annie on Coruscant, right? Yeah. Like a like an orphanage <laughs> on Coruscant, and like just like focused on that. But this sounds almost like it's going to be that. So. <laughs> I like your pitch, though. I think Jude Law in Annie on Coruscant. Fine by me. Just like the Miss Harrigan yeah, it, it, making bathtub spice or whatever. Like. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. It looks really good, and they clarified it's about kids. It's about taking your first step into the galaxy, so it's about wonder and terror and passing through terror to get to wonder and all those things. Uh, but But it's for all ages. Mm-hmm. Like the Goonies, like ET, yeah, yeah, yeah. both of yeah. those. Are, yeah. They're not mm-hmm. for kids, but they are about kids. Absolutely, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was there anything else that really caught your eye in terms of like Disney stuff? I know there are a lot of shows kind of like in the works, additional seasons of stuff, but there were a few other kind of new things that they mentioned. Anything else that stood out to you, really? Yeah, I mean, I think the big push is Ahsoka is coming in August, and you know, Ahsoka is featuring the all the characters from Rebels, um, basically. So we we they we had confirmation of that. We saw you know footage of Hera and Sabine. We saw um, Zeb in Mandalorian. Then, <laughs> yeah, just casual Zeb, just in just, the background, just hanging out. Um, Zeb. <laughs> <laughs> just having a drink. It looks so good. Uh, the big. Yeah, the big thing with Ahsoka was that, you know, they had set it up very clearly that she's looking for Thrawn. So it was just sort of like, yeah, we all know Thrawn is probably in this, but we're all waiting for it. Uh, so they played a different version of the trailer that wasn't public in the Ahsoka panel nice. uh, with Thrawn's big blue face mm. in it and then mm. uh, brought out the actor. God, I love him. I love Thrawn as a character. He's such a good bad guy. Like he's just he he I love I love a villain who is like reasonable, a villain who's like calculated (laughs) and logical and reasonable. And you're like, oh, shit, I can see people getting convinced by this guy like it it, like I'm not listening. You know, fuck you, fascist. But I can also (laughs) totally hear how people would be like, you know, I get it. I get it. Thrawn's got he under he's got a good plan. Like. He just wants to make everything yeah. better for everyone. Like, yeah. Yeah. And he, 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 I love that he has just sort of like uh, very good management skills. He's like, like a sort of like assistant manager if they were really, really evil. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the, uh, the voice, you know, I'm, I'm glad they kept Lars Mikkelsen. I'm glad they cast him. He's got the cheekbones. He's got the charm. He's great. But I love the whisper choice for the voice that he did in Rebels. And I'm sure mm. it will be similar in live action that. It sounds so peaceful and so calm, but it also feels like really manipulative. Like he's like a close talker who's making you lean in of like, yeah. I'm sorry, how are we going to use my art to destroy my home world? I didn't quite yeah. use it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's perfect. I, that's, yeah. It's, I, ah, we, I loved Rebels. Rebels Molly, is one of my, Molly loved one Rebels. Of my like, yeah. I, I've, I love that I've had friends who are very excited about Star Wars who kind of missed out on a lot of the animated stuff who have come to us and been like, okay, so like, what do I need to watch? Or like, what do I need to like, <laughs> like doing their homework before Ahsoka comes out? And I was just like, man, like just watch it all. You really only, you could jump on in the fourth season and just watch that if you want. But like, it's really good. And I know some people like it takes a minute to get used to the animation style, but I'm so glad we get more of all that, you know, 
Speaking of animated shows, Joseph, you said you're all in on Star Wars. Do you watch The Bad Batch? Ooh. I got it. Oh, yes. Do you? Yes. Oh, man. We could not. We watched like two episodes and I was like, (laughs) I'm out. I can't do it. Oh, really? I don't like it. Really? What? what knocked you out? Uh, it's too formulaic for me. The them all having like each of the clones being basically very one dimensional. I feel like undermines the idea of them all being different people because they're. It's like ah, you know, I'm tech and I do tech and like oh, my name's Scar. I got this scar. Like oh, I'm I'm meat <laughs> and I'm a big guy. Like I don't know. It just it just felt very. And so I hear it gets better, but for me it just felt so clumsy. But I, I a friend of the show, Jeremy Stalinberg, often says the best part of Star Wars is if there's enough Star Wars that there's Star Wars I don't feel like watching. <laughs> like he's like that's how you know it's amazing. Like there's, there's there's so much that there's even stuff where I'm like eh, you know, like sets for someone else and so i was just curious I'm, I'm, do you like it though the bad batch oh god yes uh, mm-hmm. i i think it, it i think it like many star wars it takes just a little bit of time to get uh get going yeah uh but the characters are incredibly charming to me i i did um i did a youtube video about the character tech um a lot of people have really attached to him for different reasons he's he's very uh analytical and he needs to process things in an analytical way and they they dive deeper and deeper into that um a lot of people uh, uh r- regard him as being uh a a neurodivergent character hmm. uh and they really dive deeper into that of of people getting upset because they don't understand why he's not upset about things and he's like i am i just process it differently i, I do such... it i process huh. it by making lists and <laughs> quantifying things that's Somebody, interesting in, in the second season Somebody shows him something beautiful, and he's like, "Isn't that the most beautiful thing you've you've seen?" He's like, "That is one way to quantify it." Um, they go a lot. I, I, I mean, I totally understand where you're coming from. They they almost start out in Clone Wars is like a joke on '80s GI Joe action figures of like, yeah. each one's got a shtick. Pull this one's arm, and it does X. Yeah, they start that way, and it dives deeper and deeper into what does it mean to be. Very, very different from I, one another. I suppose they get a lot of, they can get away with a lot of hand waving on. Oh, they they were experimented on because my instinct is, how does a genetic clone have autism when the other genetic clones don't? But like that, you know, like that's. I mean, we don't know like how that would happen, right? So that's. But they they I, I, that's one thing I I think I felt like it got a lot of hand waving on. They were experimented on, so they're different, and so it's it's we can get away with them being clones, but not. But. Uh, maybe it gets better. I mean, Rebels was originally, I know a lot of people who think the first few episodes of Rebels are just space Aladdin and they couldn't handle it. So, you know, I, I, I found it charming. <laughs> I like Aladdin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I think, you know, the idea is that they just, they, they're the bad batch because they were supposed to come out exactly like the other clones. They, they weren't experimenting on anything. They just came out different. Oh, I thought they and had done something. To mistakes. No, they just, they're mistakes. Oh, I thought they were, they I are thought they were a purpose, bad batch. I thought they were purposefully made mm. and determined to be rejected after mm. they were trying to make clones with like bigger muscles or uh, better brains or my, I thought that's what it was, was they were trying, they were trying to make, uh, no, huh. uh, uh, well then maybe no, they're, I they're misunderstood. Just a, they're just a bad batch and it's just the sort of the, the really like we met in Clone Wars, we meet one other clone who came out yeah. not right, but he's just got some ailments. Yeah. Uh, in in the the episode Clone Ninety Nine, and the episode is very celebratory of everybody mm-hmm. has value. It's not making fun of it uh, of him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but there's that kind of there's this dark undertone to the Bad Batch of like, yeah, you guys came out weird, but weird in a valuable to us way. So ah, cool. I see. Absolutely commodify you. Like Rudolph yeah. the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are four Rudolphs. Yeah. yeah. Here's your entry point. Your, your, your differences will ostracize you unless we can monopolize on it in some way. There's probably a clone trooper with a glowing nose. <laughs> there probably is. <laughs> That's I, Scout. I've, yeah, he's called Scout. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people say good things about it, and I kind of have always thought about maybe going back. Yeah. I didn't watch Clone Wars as it aired. I went back to it with a viewing guide and kind of like jumped around a little bit and I really liked it. And this is basically a continuation. So uh, Mm -hmm. maybe we'll give it another chance. Maybe we'll give it another chance. So my youngest son, Devin, he's, he's like the star Wars fan along, along with me and Pat, my, my older son, Alex isn't, isn't super into star Wars, but Devin is super into it. So he's the one that I watch all this stuff with. So it's kind of like, we, I'm behind on a bunch of Star Wars because he and I haven't had time to, to catch up on it. <laughs> um, so I haven't seen the new season of Mandalorian yet, which bums me out. Uh, but, and I haven't seen much of the Bad Batch because we started watching it and then we kind of got, got onto other stuff. But I, I gotta say, hey, we should, we should get back to the Bad Batch. You should watch and, the Mandalorian first so we can record about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not on the docket for tonight. I'm still okay. Yeah. I'm still okay. And and I you know I am going to point out that tomorrow is uh, is recording on May the third, so tomorrow oh, is May the fourth. It is, uh, and that's a big day in our house, household, big holiday because that's the day the new Lego sets come out, and they have a big <laughs> a big Star Wars Lego sale where if you buy one hundred fifty dollars worth of Star Wars Legos, you get all sorts of extra little Lego sets. Nice, <laughs> nice, exciting. Um, what, uh, I know one of the big things a lot of people go to celebration for or seek out is. Um, it's a lot of like fun exclusives and neat art and stuff like that. Lots Did of you pins, the pins. Oh yeah, the the pin collection. Was there anything like super <laughs> awesome that you saw there this year or or ridiculous? Uh I see those things from a distance because it is just like an embarrassment of riches of, of <laughs> yeah. things to do and you know my, my podcast partner Ken Napsack and I were we were lucky to have press passes so we were getting up early in the morning to cover the big panels. And then walking, you know, um, a mile through the convention center back to our hotel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to record podcasts. And then we did a stand up show in the evening and that. So it's just it's it's very hard to get uh, to like it, 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 there is this great tension it, it, in it that it's Star Wars celebration. Star Wars is for everybody. Uh, did you sign up on the online lottery three weeks ago? Yeah. We'll get the bleep out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh-huh. a lot of. A lot of the exclusives, even getting into like the Star Wars Celebration store is like, well, would you like to skip everything else for the day and wait three hours? Yeah. Go for it. We couldn't go to the store when we were there. And I even, I I mean, I had an exhibitor badge because I was on a panel about FFG stuff at the time. And so it was like, I was like trying to show, it's like, they don't care. Like, it's just like, which is great. I'm up, I'm all about, I don't want any special treatment in that sense, but it was just kind of (laughs) like, is there, is there like anything? Like, I don't know, you guys got a box of extras in the back or like, you want to, but no, it was, it was it's nuts how how that stuff goes. We ended up doing some pin the pin uh, vending machines a lot because uh, that was just something mm. easy we could walk by and, yeah. and do. And we, I like we both really like enamel pins, so that was fun. But it was I I was really surprised no one got stabbed in the pop figures line. Like oh, that was yeah. it was super <laughs> brutal, cutthroat. Like they did like a force ghost Luke or something. Yeah, and and just it was really uh, uh, competitive. <laughs> 
So, you know, Joseph, before we, we move on at, at, at some point shortly, uh, I have a per, an important personal question. Uh, I want to know, <laughs> was there any uh, Porg news at, oh. uh, at Celebration <laughs> that, uh, that I may not have heard about? Was there any, any, anything about Porgs? Yeah, uh, they announced a Porg Disney Plus show, uh, but then at the next panel they announced that it was no longer moving forward. So oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> they're just too delicious. Uh, they're, <laughs> I think there's some Porg cosplay. There's always some Porg cosplay. Though. Oh, that's good. That was lovely. Yeah. 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 Uh, sorry, Tim. In, yeah. No, uh, no Porgs. N- sorry. No Knights of the Old Report yeah, your, your, no. e- your Ewoks no. of, the, of the teens are no more. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, before we go to five questions, let's just go around real quick. Each of us, what's the state? What do you think the state of Star Wars is in terms of like, is it healthy? Is it oh, good? Right. Is it is it going in a direction you like to see? And what's what are you most excited for in the in the near future? I think the state of Star Wars is uh, a fecund and uh, <laughs> amazing. It is uh, I, it is uh, cropping up everywhere. There's all kinds of new. St- it sounds like they're going in directions like all the way back, all the way forward. It's it just seems like very fertile ground right now. I'm I'm very pleased. Tim, yeah, it's great. I can't keep up, um, and that's okay. <laughs> I mean that's okay. It's it's great that there's uh, all this all this Star Wars out there that is going in so many different directions. Uh, you know, I if if I had something that I'm I'm super looking forward to, it's probably Andor season two because oh, I thought yeah. I thought Andor was just amazing. It's, uh, Joseph. Uh, yeah, well, th- you know the Andor thing that that was a fun thing at uh, at Celebration. Um, obviously, people love Andor season one. It's great. A lot of people dressed up as uh, Narkina Five prisoners. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a little, like I, I, I love that Star Wars is always a place that you can kind of embrace whatever darkness or weirdness. Of like, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, Darth Vader murders children. I'm gonna dress up as him. Yay! Fine. <laughs> but like, there was a Narkina Five prisoner walking outside uh, on cold, wet London cement with no shoes. Uh, Andy Circus tried to uh, yelled at everybody to be on position with the hands on head. Huh. Uh, like, I'm not sure if I feel great about uh, playing along with this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bottom line, I, uh, we've talked often on the Four Center podcast about wanting people and fans who are kind of grumpy about. I want Star Wars to be like this. Why isn't this here? Why isn't that there? To like. Uh, Wait for the the day that I think is is here and coming that there's a Star Wars buffet where you can just choose the kind of Star Wars you like. Star Wars can be lots of things. And if you want it to be a little bit more grounded and political, you can just check out Andor. If you want it to be a little bit more epic and, and mythic and embrace the silly side, you got the Mandalorian. Uh, you're going to get dark side stuff with Acolyte. There's so there's so much coming. And also... Um, representation uh, on screen and behind the camera is getting better uh it, it with the acolyte uh it, there's going to be uh i i believe there's going to be some gay characters there are certainly gay actors and the creator is is gay um charmin obed chinoy is, is you know a, a female director <laughs> uh in somebody with an experience talking about uh women being impressed leading a movie in which the Jedi master is a woman. There's a lot of, I think great things from that perspective as well. Uh, I think I'm more hopeful now for star Wars than I have been in yeah. a, ever. Maybe. Would I don't you, know. I, would you call it a new hope? I, oh, 
<laughs> oh, uh, I would say uh, my my interest has been awakened. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's no, I, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 super excited for all this, and it, it feels like I don't know. I like new. Like I like that they're pushing the timeline out in the different directions and filling mm-hmm. in some mystery gaps in between and getting giving some depth to the whole galaxy. And it's a huge fucking galaxy. Yeah. There's a lot of planets. <laughs> there are places where they don't even know anything about the whole war. Right. Like, you yeah. know, like they, maybe they've heard of the Empire, but beyond that, they've got nothing. I would right. love to hear some of these stories. Like, yeah, I, how, how weird that must be. You know, like, yeah. yeah. I, I like that they're doing new, you know, I, we could get a, a Star Wars horror show or movie yeah. or something, right? Like, I want an Outer Rim Bumpkin who goes to Coruscant and is like, like the what pyre? <laughs> like, like, just, like, just, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. And we did. Yeah, I was reading uh, the uh, Battle Scars book, the the book in between the two, the Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor video game. And I love the perspective that's shared in there of uh, Sarah Junda and Cal Kestis are like, we we don't know for sure, but we're probably the last two Jedi. We might be the last one. Yeah. And it's like great as a reader to be like, no, you're not. But it makes so much sense that you think that. Yep. Every almost every Jedi left thinks they might. They're probably the last one. <laughs> it's great because that's what you would think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we also had, you know, in Andor, we got the uh, uh, the, the roommates, and everyone's like, they're lesbians, Pamela. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. so maybe we'll actually get some some like everyone knows they're lesbians yeah. and says they're lesbians. Who knows? I, there's so much to be excited about, but yeah. Andor is just. I'm just I'm very very thrilled for more uh, Star Wars Marxist propaganda. Yes. I'm, I'm I'm into it. Um, <laughs> Kill your masters. <laughs> Andy Circus literally looking at the audience through the camera and saying the only thing that will save you from oppression is an armed uprising against fascism. <laughs> like <laughs> little on point. All right, uh, it is time for five questions. Five questions, Joseph. We have five questions that we ask all our guests. Uh, uh, you haven't answered these five questions in a recording that has <laughs> gone out to our audience. So we're very excited to come back around to these. Um, Molly, do you want to start us off with number one? Yes. Question one. What is a game you have played recently that you really enjoyed? Uh, well, recently for me was New Year's Eve. Because uh, I have not had as much time for game playing as I want, uh, but my wife and I have every once in a while been playing this uh, this Doctor Who card game. Ooh. It's a very straightforward card game, but it's all classic series stuff. And I love the new series, but I'm such a classic series nerd. Uh, and basically, it's just kind of like a little bit of a deck building game where, oh, there's this location and this monster, so you team up these these characters to fight it. But that means that the entire game is this incredibly like nerdy fan fiction. <laughs> like, well, what if the second Doctor and Adric fought Daleks on the moon? That's what I'm playing today. <laughs> What's the name of that game, Joseph? It is. It is the creatively named Doctor Who: The Card Game. Oh, oh, yeah. That could be hard to find. It's. I don't know if I'll remember that. <laughs> All right. Question uh, number two: What is a uh, science fact or discovery that you think is really fucking cool? Uh, I've been doing a stand-up bit every once in a while uh, about this. I, it's, I think I read the article in like 2019. Uh, the article was uh, titled, uh, Scientists Figure Out How Spiders Can Fly, mm. uh, <laughs> which is great because I didn't know spiders could fly. So like, mm. how is interesting, but... Mm. 
this is just news to me that they can fly. And then it's all very scientific, but uh, it, it it breaks down that they sh- they shoot their their web. It doesn't attach to anything, but it somehow uh, they use like the electromagnetic current of the Earth, and they ride their own line, and they can project themselves out like a thousand miles to the sea. <laughs> and how do we stop this? <laughs> like, how do I put an end to it? <laughs> science has no idea. Oh like, no, I love, science, just... you failed me. <laughs> and this is it's why Spider-Man so should it's... fly. Spider-Man should fly. I'm just saying. Uh, exactly. A thousand miles exactly. from here, they're really bad spiders. <laughs> I don't want a black widow just showing up. Spider-Man should shoot the webs out of his butt, and then he should fly on it. Come on, science. Yeah. <laughs> Question three, uh, where do you get your sense of right and wrong from? Uh, because we know it isn't necessarily religion. Uh, I think it has been a, a pinch of my parents, but only a pinch. Yeah. Uh, and pinch. then all all pop culture, I think. Uh, I think really it, it, was, it was Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Uh, I remember being shocked of like, okay, I've, I've listened. I've learned the rules from Sesame Street. Nobody else seems to be following this rule. Uh, what's the deal with that? Grover would be so disappointed in all of you. Uh, and then as, as I get older, I think it is breaking down uh, pop culture. Like the Jedi philosophy stuff means a lot to me because uh, I think the Jedi's core beliefs are good. Mm-hmm. They are just incredibly difficult to navigate. And I think that there's like this honesty that helps me of like, Okay, I want to help people, but you got to be careful about uh, helping people who haven't asked for your help. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I think really, for me, really diving into some of our our pop culture and analyzing it on a deeper level and trying to apply it to my own life is really helpful. Mm -hmm. Question four. If you could build a robot to perfectly perform one chore or task for you for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Uh, I would build a robot that exclusively sends follow-up emails to people who have not responded to my first email <laughs> after five days. I think you. I think that robot exists. <laughs> uh, I suppose it does. I suppose it does. But I just want to get my my personal touch in there. I'm like so sorry to bother you. But could you please answer me? Per my previous email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, the build a robot to somehow be not snarky. You know? yeah. <laughs> mm, mm. A, that is the hard work. Yeah, yeah. A personal correspondence bot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or even professional <laughs> correspondence bot. That's great. All right, question number five. What is a movie or TV show you think everyone should watch? Uh, well, we already talked about Bad Batch. Uh, <laughs> we want people to give it a try and see if it, if it works for them. Uh, but another movie I've been on about, because I've watched a, a lot of classic movies, and I, this one had just never been on my radar, and, and my wife and I discovered it uh, like a year ago, uh, Barbara Stanwyck film called Ball of Fire, mm-hmm. um, where she plays kind of like a, a, a tough-talking gangster-affiliated uh, lady uh, and she accidentally gets involved with a bunch of, uh, frankly, nerds who are trying to rewrite the dictionary. And it's just, I, I love highbrow, lowbrow kind of stuff like that. Ball of Fire, 1941. I love that film. Uh, yeah. That's the, All the right. poster's very cool. That's awesome. <laughs> I have never heard of it, it before. That is, that is not a movie I've seen, which I've, I've seen a lot more. That's rare. More of the older movies than awesome. certainly Nick and Molly. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I haven't seen that one, so now <laughs> i got to go find it. 
Is it streaming somewhere, Joseph, or am I going to have to go and go and? Uh, I think like everything, you have to pay like four dollars for oh, it on sure, Amazon. Sure, so sure. part with another sliver of your soul and enjoy this film. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, fantastic, uh, Joseph! Thank you so much for joining us to talk all about Star Wars uh, right now. And um, folks can check you out on. You mentioned the Force Center. There's Obsessed, right? Uh, anywhere, anything else you yeah. want to uh, talk about? You've got on the horizon. Yeah, I think uh, the other thing I'd want to plug is my YouTube channel. I got uh, uh, some short films up on my YouTube channel. I'm working on uh, making some more short films. So uh, just go to YouTube and search for Joseph Scrimshaw. Fantastic. I'm doing it right now. (laughs) It's just that easy. (laughs) It's spelled just like it sounds. It really is. It it really is. It (laughs) it literally is spelled exactly like it's unlike the word phonetic. All right. I'm the one thousand and like one hundred and something. (laughs) Yeah. Here we go. Ooh la la. Yeah. uh, We've been geeks without God. Uh, Let us know what you're looking forward to in Star Wars, or if there's uh, anything anything on the horizon that maybe we we missed and you want to talk about. Uh, If you're one of our patrons, chances are you're listening to this episode weeks early days. congratulations and thank you for your support <laughs> days early days it's hours early <laughs> um we don't know what it is yet but but we will soon pr- pr- promptly ish uh <laughs> otherwise we'll be back next tuesday with more geeky fun bye 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 i'm really disappointed that we didn't get a glup shitto announcement though what a loss we're geeks we're geeks we're geeks Until next time, you can find us blogging and listen to past podcasts at geekswithoutgod.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at geekswithoutgod. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. You're not supposed to say mean things about people.